Let's get elevated. Let's get elevated. Let's get elevated. Are we really still debating if America is a racist country? Meanwhile, voting rights are under attack all around the country. And now wearing a mask or getting a vaccine is political. And cancel culture. Is anybody safe? Let's get elevated. Welcome to another episode of Elevated Minds. It's 2021, and the fact that we're still debating as to whether America is a racist country says it all. During his address to Congress last week, President Biden spoke about the systemic racism that exists in the United States and the need to address the issue. Senator Tim Scott, who was chosen by Republicans to deliver their rebuttal, disagreed and said that Democrats are trying to divide the country by convincing Americans that America is a racist country. Interestingly, before exclaiming America is not a racist country, Senator Scott, who is black, spoke about his experiences of being followed in stores and being pulled over because of the color of his skin. Other politicians, such as Lindsey Graham and even Vice President Kamala Harris and Representative Jim Clyburn, have also said that America is not racist. VP Harris and Representative Clyburn both chose to talk about the systemic racism that exists in America mirroring what President Biden said. But here's the thing. How does systemic racism exist outside of a racist country? The first step in fixing any issue is being honest about the situation. Why can't we just admit what we all know or should know to be true? Well, I can understand why Vice President of the United States would want to say that this is not a racist country. That would be a whole nother news cycle um, taking over and and uh, overshadowing the real issue. But she did go on, just as Clyburn did, to, to, to explain the systems that we have to deal with that are racist. I mean, Christopher Columbus, a racist who, who, who said he discovered a land that was already occupied. He built this country on their, on their graves. America is a successful country because of slavery. So on the backs of Africans, the systems that they put in place were rooted in racism from voting to uh, buying land. So I understand that doesn't mean that everyone in America is racist when you say that it's a racist country. But if all of the systems are rooted in racism, then that means that the country's foundation is racist, which in turn means that this is a racist country. They put in these rules and these systems to disenfranchise. That was the whole thing. It's the constitution said that black um, Africans were three-fifths of a human, you know? So these these things haven't changed. The laws, we're still talking about a constitution that was rooted in racism, and that's what our guide is to govern. You know what I mean? So I don't understand the debate. Yes, it's a racist country. No, everyone in America is not racist. Yeah, I mean, this really shouldn't be a debate at all. If you look at the evidence, if you're honest, it's staring you right in the face. Um, trying to play games. You know, I didn't like the fact that I look at Jim Clyburn and, and, and Kamala, and I think they're just trying to play word games, you know, saying that it, it's not racist, but systemic racism exists. Um, acknowledging it, if you're white or whoever, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're racist, but white people definitely benefit from white supremacist and racist laws. I mean, that, that's been shown over and over again. 
And then, you know, now you have these conspiracy theories, you know, that Democrats are trying to bring Im- immigrants to change the electorate. And even if that was true, what's the underlying message, you know, <clears throat> that white people are about to lose this country? But the thing about it is, is that you can't build, you can't have language in in, in your constitution and then not want to follow that language, right? Like, this country is a country of immigrants. <laughs> the founding fathers immigrated mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so I don't understand. They don't want to change their message because they are rooted in racism and, and white supremacy. You know, that's why they feel like they're about to be eliminated. They can't see the unity of everything. They just see an annihilation of it. Well, yeah, like, you know, I've always felt that the reason why those white people are scared is that they feel like black people or immigrants are going to take minorities are going to take over the country and treat them like they've treated us all along. And that scares them, you know, but, and you see, you see what they're doing. Like, you know, they, on one side of their mouth, they say America is not racist. On the other side, they're trying to develop this or create this America Mm -hmm. first caucus which is supposed to preserve whiteness. I thought that it was a secret. I thought it was stuff that you spoke about amongst your racist friends, but nowadays it's out bolding and they will, they will outright say they're not racist and in the same breath say something racist. Oh yeah. They, they are completely talking. You know, <laughs> the, they're no longer keeping the quiet parts <laughs> quiet. The inner thoughts inner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they are they are completely saying stuff now. I mean, just flat out telling the truth for how they feel. And, you know, it's scary in one sense because still they hold the keys to everything. And they want to rewrite history. They want to whitewash history as if the sins of America never happened. And if we want to rectify those sins, we have to talk about it and make sure that we don't do the same thing again. I mean, you had Rick Santorum saying that there's no remnants of Native American history in America. Why is that? Why Mm -hmm. is that? And there is, you know, but why is that? It's because you guys um, massacred them. Well, yeah. I mean, when when Columbus came here, there was somewhere between two and five million um, Native Americans, you know, on the land that he so-called discovered. And then after and then after the genocide, there was about two hundred and fifty thousand Native Americans. I mean, why did you guys have to give them back their land? Why did why why was that huge settlement? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's all there. Yeah, I mean, it is there. And I mean. You know, when we talk about racism in America, it goes beyond mm-hmm. just black people. You know, we have this whole thing going on right now with, mm-hmm. with Asians. Happened with the Latin, Latino, Latino. Yeah. You got the people getting you look at what's going on at the at the border. People getting, you know, separated from their their kids and stuff. You know, you know we can debate about the legality of them coming here, but nowhere, you know, there's a legal, quote unquote, Europeans mm-hmm. that come here as well. But you would never you would never see them taking their kids away and separating them in that kind of way. I mean, that's racist, you know, like, you know, the the underlying hate of, yeah. of Muslims. That's racist. 
You know, we have there is so much racism that exists in America. It's crazy. You know, so to try to say that we're not what we are, you know, we'll never get any better. We'll never fix the issue because nobody wants to really be honest about it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's as if they get so defensive, like you said, just because we know that white people have benefited from the racism of America doesn't mean that we're looking at you and blaming you. We just want you, we just want to have a conversation so that we could change what is going on because it's still going on. It's, I feel like it's no different than it was in the fifties and the forties and in the twenties. Like it's, it's, we're, we're um, regressing instead of progressing. We're getting, we're getting back to this big divide of us against them where, and, and the, and the media is playing a huge part on both sides, in my opinion, of making it. And, you know, one side, of course, with the lies and misinformation, make it worse. But I mean, the division is there because, you know, we always talk about it. There is racism against these other cultures, but we get it the worst because we get it from those other cultures as well. Mm -hmm. We get it from the um, Latinx community. We get it from the Asian community. We get it from the white community and, and sometimes, you know, even our own. So we find ourselves being hit both ways. And then every time some other community starts to feel a small portion of what we go through, we're supposed to now come to their rescue. Now, I think violence against anybody for their religion, for their race, color, skin, or whatever is lame. But I'm not, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I'm not jumping to the rescue of other people because they don't jump to the rescue of ours. So what I say is I will continue to fight the good fight to get our people what they deserve and you guys can do you. Because at this point, I'm tired of being the scapegoat. Oh, African-Americans should stand. Yes, no one has stood up for us. And and we can, and, and then people will throw in the five or six different people that they see in the marches and be like, well, I saw seven um, Asians at the march. And I'm not saying that all Asian-Americans or all Latin-Americans or all, all um, white Americans are racist. I'm just saying that when we're, when we were getting killed, when we're getting shot, nobody was standing up for us and speaking out. It took George Floyd to be on camera for nine minutes for P- and, and we still have to debate whether he deserved it or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt when we talk about racism, you know, black people have, have gotten it the worst. I mean, you just look at no other no other culture was brought over here as slaves um, and no other culture has faced such um has been, you know, the laws have been written against so much, you know, none of the other, none of the other cultures were considered three fifths of a human, um, like we are. And, you know, we still get treated like that. When you look at what the police, you know, what the police are doing to, to us, you know, they don't value our lives. Like they value other people's lives. You know, we see that all the time where, you know, a similar situation will happen with a white person or another uh, race and they, they make it to jail or they make it to home. You know, the same situation happens to us. We wind up six feet down, three feet across, you know, in a hashtag. It has that clause in the constitution even changed that refers to us as three fifths. You know, honestly, I don't know. I don't, I've heard that it hasn't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I've heard, I've heard people say that it's still there. 
in some capacity. And it wouldn't surprise me because, mm-hmm. like I said, that's how they treat us. You know, that's just the honest mm-hmm. truth. That, you know, we when you see how, you know, they treat us like we're savages or we're, we, we are, we're predisposed to being violent or predisposed to stealing stuff or predisposed to doing all these different things, which they don't have that stereotype or that feeling towards other people, you know. And so when other people come to this country, um, they treat us that same way. We go, you know, if you live, if you live in the inner city, there are um, stores across that city, probably owned by um, Asian Americans or Asian immigrants. And they treat us the same way that America treats us because that's all they know. That's all they've seen. The only, you know, a quick story when I, when I was uh, teaching, you know, my one of my co-teachers in my department was is, was Asian. And, you know, just from the start, he seemed to have a problem with me. And, you know, I hadn't we hadn't even really talked. He just seemed to have a problem with me. And after a while, you know, he saw how I was. He saw my work ethic and so on and so forth. And he actually came to me one day and he, he apologized and he said that. He, you know, he thought that all black people were lazy and all this other stuff because that was what he's seen or has been told. And he said that I changed his mind about those things because he saw that all black people, you know, through me, he saw that all black people weren't uh, lazy and stuff. And, and, you know, and that and that also shows another problem in America where one person represent you know like if we make that a mistake only, that's only with black people yeah that's what i'm saying like mm-hmm. one person represents you know in every situation represents all black people so if, if one per one black person messes up they consider everybody that way but that's why it's important to to step outside the box and get to know people out of your own comfort zone but what i was going to say is they promote that about us on television. When you mm-hmm. hear about Asian Americans, for um, instance, they promote their intelligence, right? And how smart mm-hmm. they are and dedicated. Or when you hear about other races, they promote the positive. There, there are Asian gangs, murderers, uh, lazy you know, people, but they, they don't promote that as a whole for them. So that's why when they, they promote that as a whole for us, they, 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 they shadow the successful black people or the hard workers or the fact that the slaves were working night and day without pay <laughs> couldn't be lazy, right? Like we don't come from a lazy DNA, even if we back it to Africa. So, but that's what the media had. That's the propaganda that has been going on since we came to this country. That is the narrative that they want you to see because they want everybody to not feel any sympathy for us when they murder us in the streets in cold blood. They want people to not feel sympathy for us when we can't find jobs and we say it's because it's systematic racism that that exists that keeps us from being able to get jobs, buy homes. I mean, everything, every system in this country has an underlying racist uh, law or, you know, action. Yeah, and I mean, that's why you can't say, you know, if, if all your systems are racist, You can't say that you're not a racist country.
scent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will It's been too It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. Republicans trying to reverse voting laws is nothing new. They've been doing it for years. But after the past presidential election, their efforts have intensified. As they continue to support and push false claims made by former President Donald Trump, that he lost the last election due to massive voter fraud, Republicans have introduced and passed several restrictive voting bills aimed at suppressing the vote. Just this week, Florida, Texas, and Ohio are the latest states to sign into law restrictive voting laws. 43 states have proposed or signed into law voting restrictions aimed at absentee voting, stricter voter ID requirements, making registration harder, and limiting, limiting the amount of drop boxes. Many of these bills look to also undermine the power of local officials. Opponents of the new voting bill says these new voter laws will disproportionately disenfranchise black and brown voters. And proponents of the law say it is to restore the confidence in the voting process. Now, do Republicans think restrictions won't affect their base as well? Apparently they do or they just don't care. Um All this because of the great lie, as they continue to say, you know, that Trump lost the election because of some vast mass voter uh, fraud that has been debunked over and over and over again. It's been debunked by them. You know, their judges and stuff have all said, no, the election was fine. You know, um, you know, like I've said before, I, you know, I I used to joke about it, but I'm, I'm pretty serious now. You know, apparently Trump (laughs) was assured that, you know, the election was his. And, you know, now that he lost, he he feels like somebody had to cheat because he cheated. You know, like um, you look at this recount that's going on in, in Arizona right now and the company that's doing it. You know, that that even made me think about that more when. The owner of the company, some, I mean, ninjas, I can't even remember what they're called. Cyber ninjas. Um, cyber ninjas, yeah. The the guy said that Trump had gotten over 400 electoral, electoral votes and he won California and so on and so forth. And that and that is exactly what Trump was saying, you know. Um, so you know where he was getting it from, obviously. And then, you know, just the ridiculousness that they're going through with that, you know, examining voting, the the voting sheets for bamboo. And saying that they're going to go knock on doors to to question people's votes. Like, that's outrageous. Yeah, that that's crazy. But the bamboo thing just took it, did it for me, (laughs) you know, talking about there was 40,000 ballots that came from China. 
apparently, and were stuffed in the box. And so apparently Chinese use bamboo in their voting rolls or something in their paper. And apparently an expert came out and said that the cameras that they're using is not effective to find the yeah, bamboo. bamboo. I mean, what? Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> saying. You're going to use a camera to find bamboo, even if it was true. I mean, the 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 links. Well, why are which... Republicans contesting their wins? I mean, they flipped house seats, fifteen of them. Yeah, well, of course, the ones that they won, there's no fraud. But everyone that they lost, there was fraud. Massive you know, fraud. Massive fraud. So, you know, I mean, you can't even take them seriously. As I mean, as far as the the, the mass voting and and these recounts, you can't take them seriously. But what they are doing in, you know, so-called using it as a reason to come up with all these restrictive voting laws, that has to be taken seriously. But the restrictions, what I don't understand is if you're trying to make voter, if you want to people to have confidence or restore confidence in voting, why would you limit voting boxes, hours that you can vote, days that you can vote early, mail-in voting, like all of these things only, and and let's not forget that the mail-in voting thing was a Republican love fest when Mm -hmm. it was older white people mailing in their votes. When, when, when the colored started doing it, it was a problem. Yeah. I mean, Republicans have long stated and, you know, this has been going on for years, or, well, centuries, I mean, not centuries, decades, that mm-hmm. the more people that vote is bad for them. They've always believed that because there's more Democrats than Republicans. So them trying to, to suppress the vote to make it harder or not even, you know, I think some of it's to make it harder, but I think also some of it, some of it is to turn people off. Like if mm-hmm. you have to go through all these hoops and loops and jumps and stuff, to vote, then I'm not going to do it. You know, if I have to stand in, in line for eight hours, I'm not going to do it. So, you know, again, it's just trying different ways to make less people vote because they feel like, and it's been proven true, that the less people vote, the better chance they have to win. And so that's all they're doing. They're just trying to, you know, make things tougher, you know, ridiculous stuff. Like in Georgia, you can't feed people in line. You know, just just ridiculous things. Well, these are the same states that, you know, were restricted under the Voting Rights Act that was knocked or, you know, some of the provisions were um, knocked down in 2013 by the Supreme Court. These are the same states, Texas, Florida, the southern states that were held under a microscope because of their history of voter suppression. And people were saying this back then when the Supreme Court decried that because we now elected a black president that racism doesn't exist. And here we are in 2021. And what are they doing? They're, they're playing the same Jim Crow law, you know, game that they were playing back, back then. Just a different, I wouldn't even say a different approach. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to say it with a happy face. Like this is for the better of the process, you know, at the same time saying we're going to snatch these uh, drop boxes or people can't take more than a, a certain amount of drop boxes. We're going to have partisan poll watchers like all of these things blatantly say that we're, we're um, doing voter intimidation and trying to suppress the vote. And this brings me back to the Constitution. Like, how are these states able to just blatantly do these type of things. Now, I know that there's lawsuits 
that have been filed date the day that they enact these laws. And hopefully we'll see. We know how the justice system works. And with all of these new uh, judges that have been appointed by Republicans, we don't know which way it will go. We could hope that, you know, they won't let them go even further with restricting these laws. But like I said, the question is, this is going to affect, I want to say it was Texas that noticed that some of their restrictions were going to stop a primary that was going on. So they amended it. So it was already a problem, <laughs> but they amended it to benefit themselves. Yeah, they don't, they, they're, I think they're looking at the net positive. They feel like, yeah, it might affect them some, but if it affects more Democrats than them, then they still come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, again, I mean, also, when you look at it, for these people who believe that their vote doesn't matter and they don't want to vote, you know, they say, oh, what what's the use in voting? Well, obviously, people believe that there is some use in voting or they wouldn't be trying to institute these laws to stop you from voting. They don't believe it. They know it. Yeah. They don't. But they know it. They know that if we that, that's why they love to, you know, bash us about, oh, the Democrats are not doing anything for you, yada, yada. But we can't hold these Republicans accountable because they will get in, into the office and lie to your face and say they're trying to help you while voting no on every bill that would. Yeah. Um, yeah. No? I mean, that was that was what was so amazing that they they put Tim Scott out there trying to, you know, to put a black face on the issue and talk about America's not racist. You know, there's another instance right here. You know, why are they trying to stop the black vote so bad? Mm-hmm. And and it is, make no mistake about it, it is the black vote that they're worried about because they've seen in, you know, just the last three elections, how the black vote has swayed the election. It's because of the black vote that Obama became president. It's also because the lack of the black vote that Donald Trump became president. Trump became president. And again, it was the black vote that that made Biden president, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they understand how... And the two senators in Georgia. And the two senators in Georgia. So they understand how important the black vote is. And, you know, the black vote could even be more powerful if we actually all voted and we actually had a platform. But that's another discussion. But... um so they understand it. So that's why they're trying to get rid of it. And they're trying to do all, you know, all, you know, like in Georgia, again, like they're trying to, you know, the whole church thing, you know, stopping the churches from being able to go and vote, you know, um, because that's what black churches did to organize. You know, they just went to service and then they went to vote. But I say, let's show them. I say, don't allow these restrictions to keep you from going to the uh, ballot box. Show them that you're you're going to you're going to pay for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's my my ultimate revenge. I mean, we're in California, so we don't really have to worry about that. But still, I mean, we have Caitlyn Jenner running for governor. So. That would be my my ultimate revenge, too, in any situation is is. You know, when people try to stop you from doing something or try to put obstacles in your way is to show them that regardless of the obstacles that you're putting in my way, you can't stop me. And that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't allow them to stop us from voting, you know, and, and, and letting our voices be heard.
So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? Science shows there is no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. We should do that and we should keep doing it until wearing a mask outside is roughly as socially accepted as lighting a marble in an elevator. It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. The politicization of mask wearing and vaccinations continues to escalate. We're at a point now where there are wild conspiracy claims being pushed regarding the different vaccines and many doctors are receiving death threats. There was even a teacher in Florida recently telling her fifth grade students not to hug their vaccinated parents for more than five seconds because the vaccinations are dangerous. She also warned them about getting vaccinated themselves. Then you have people like Tucker Carlson, as you heard in the clip, encouraging his listeners to be confrontational with people who wear masks. Seemingly, like everything else in America, right now, putting on a mask or getting vaccinated has increasingly become a red or blue, left or right issue, rather than one of choice. You know, it's interesting because if the if Donald Trump was still the president, they would be hailing these vaccines as the greatest thing that ever happened. If um, Donald Trump put on a mask, they would be talking about how everyone needs to wear a mask. Um, but this is a cult, and it's a cult in the the simplest definition. These people are blindly following this man. Um, I wouldn't say that Tucker Carlson believes everything he says because, you know, he's been all over the place in his life of um, commentating. But it's just crazy how they want to make everything political. They do not want Biden to succeed. So the fact that the, the vaccine became available while he was president, even though uh, what was it? Operation Warp Speed was a Donald Trump thing. Now, all of a sudden, the vaccines are bad. Now, I'm not an advocate of the vaccination. And like you said in your lead in, it should be it should be a person's choice as, as, as far as if they want to take it or not. Wearing a mask has been a problem since the beginning of, of this virus because of the president or the ex-president. But Tucker Carlson wants to get people fucked up. Is what it sounds like to me. And that fifth grade teacher wants to get fucked up herself. Yeah, very much so. Um, just a PSA, don't follow what uh, Tucker Carlson said. That could be dangerous for your health. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing that that's crazy to me, like you said, um, the vaccine came underneath, came during the Trump administration he was being hailed as a hero for getting the vaccine to market, you know, to the public or his administration, cutting the red tape Attempting. and stuff. Yeah. So that the, it could get out faster. You know, he was hailed for all that. So it's funny that they are criticizing the vaccine now. And it's funny, you know, which was even more what made it even more interesting is when he got vaccinated, he didn't even uh put it out there you know that he got vaccinated so that again these conspiracy theories could flourish because if he had said that he got vaccinated when he did then that would kind of dead all the the talk Ivanka Trump got vaccinated on camera 
And yeah, still well, that was matter. after. Yeah, that. Yeah, but Ivanka Trump is different than Donald Trump. You know, I mean, she is by extension him, but she's still different. Uh-huh. It's it's a different message. Um, you know, again, for me personally, you know, I'm not like you. I'm not an advocate for being vaccinated, but it's not because of any of these conspiracy theories. It's just because of my own personal thoughts on the vaccine and my research that I've done so far on the vaccines. I'm just not comfortable with it. And then mask wearing, you know, again, that should be a personal choice. Now, what's interesting about all this is Tucker Carlson and those, you know, they're talking, you know, they're the whole thing about mask wearing, they're saying that it should be a choice and they, they nobody should force them to be have to wear a mask. Well, it, again, if you believe that you have the free, you should have the freedom to not wear a mask, that means people should have the freedom to wear a mask on the other side. But this is them creating something that is unnecessary. Like, why are you worried about the next person? You're talking about walking up to someone, telling them that the fact that you're wearing a mask is making them uncomfortable. Like, why are you worried about it? Your freedom is to do what you want to do. And that is my freedom. Don't walk your happy self over here talking about how I make you uncomfortable because it costs you nothing. As the great Jay-Z said, pay me no mind. Okay, but again, this is what we talk about when we talk about white supremacy. They feel like they have the right to walk up, walk up on you and tell you what you should be able to do and what you should not be able to do. And how you should do it and how you should do it. Like, I, you know, it makes absolutely no sense, like you said. Um, But that's what they that's what they believe. And I mean, the man said it with such confidence, you know. Walk up to him, tell him, you know, don't wear a mask. It's making you comfortable because it's repulsive. He's not going to do that, though. He's not going to do that. That's like Trump advising his people to go. He's not going to do that. No, he ain't. I'll put my money on it. No, he. well, if he did, it wouldn't be with nobody. It would have to be, it would be to a little kid or something. (laughs) He ain't going to go to a grown adult and say that shit because he already knows he's going to get the shit slapped out of him. If he runs up on the wrong one. And that's why I tell people, you know, that's why I said in my little PSA, don't do that shit. You know, think of yourself. There's little joys in life, like being able to eat food without the use of a straw. Don't do it. Right. (laughs) You know, Um, violence. It's the violence for me. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't run up on me and tell me to take my mask off. I mean, because, you know, you look at that, you already know how it's going to work out. You know, it's not gonna be nice. No, the person's nice, gonna but aggressive. Yeah, somebody's gonna come up. Please take your mask off. No, please take your mask off. No, and then you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna pull your mask off your face. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean that's oh, the only no. that's that's the only that's no, the only log- that's the only logic logical exchange. Is that is is that's what's happening? And then you know, then that's when the that's when the violence starts. And that's when I have to, Lord, I pray that you forgive me for this violence I'm about to end exactly. on this person. These hands I'm about to lay on these people. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, but again, Republicans love to talk about, you know, love to project stuff. They talk about division. They talk about all these things and they're the ones causing it. You know, mm-hmm. with, especially like with, with these type of things. If somebody wants to get vaccinated, 
let them get vaccinated. If they don't want to get vaccinated, they don't have to get vaccinated. Trying to shame people. I mean, this is for everybody trying to shame somebody because they got vaccinated or shame them because they didn't get vaccinated. is stupid. And how many Republicans was first in line getting their vaccination? All of them, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, well, some of them. Yeah. A lot of the. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the administration. I'm sure Ted Cruz got his on the low. I'm sure Jim Jordan got his on the low. You know what I mean? Because well, they don't I mean, care McConnell, about the McConnell, truth. McConnell didn't do it on the low. He got it, and he's yeah. you know for his. I mean, to his credit, which I can't believe I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, you know, he got vaccinated, and he's been encouraging other people to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, these other ones trying to run all these conspiracy theories and and stuff. And and I heard the other day or, you know, some research has been shown that some of it's been coming from Russia. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of the dis- disinformation, especially towards black people, telling them that the vaccine might turn them into monkeys. They got YouTube videos and stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, again. For me, that none of that has anything has any effect on me, but it's had a lot of effect on a lot of people as to, you know, I've had people forward me uh, YouTube videos about the vaccination. I haven't watched none of them. Sorry to all you guys that send me those videos. My hesitation doesn't come with a conspiracy. It, it, it has nothing to do with the history of America. It has everything to do with the time frame for me. I just feel like that research, there's still research that needs to be done or at least um, uh, trials to figure out the the long-term effects well, they are they are doing clinical trials right now, and that's the millions mm-hmm. of people who are getting vaccinated. They're the ones <laughs> that are, <laughs> you know, they're the ones that are being the lab rats. I mean, it's just true. It's, um, yeah, because they because that was part of what the Operation Warp Speed was, was about was shortening the the clinical trial time. So, the, you know, everybody that's getting vaccinated right now is part of the clinical trials. And, so I'm you know, waiting for, for the revised version. That's well, all. I'm waiting. Uh, <laughs> me personally, I'm waiting to make sure that we don't have an I am legend situation. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to take my whole family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I got to make sure everybody ain't running around here next year. You know, 2022 is the year of the zombie. Dead. You know, you know, World War X, Z, you know, World War Z and shit. I, you know, I mm-hmm. have to make sure of that before I. I go walking dead and, get, and shit up in the air. Yeah, getting vaccinated and stuff. Um, but you know, and then you know, and the whole mask thing. Let people let people live. Shit, if you want to wear a mask, wear a fucking mask. I mean, the Chinese. I'm about do- to be wearing a mask. I know, you know, Biden said that people. Back. I'm about to be wearing a mask for a minute because I'm just not sure, and that's just how I feel about the situation. When I go into a a, a closed space, I'm going to put on my mask. We'll
Cancel culture is the newest phenomenon that promotes the canceling of people, brands, companies, movies, books, and anything else people may consider to be offensive or problematic comments or ideologies. The idea of holding people accountable for their actions is not a new concept and has been going on for centuries. But has it gone too far? Yeah, it definitely has gone too far. Um, I agree. Like, you know, I have no problem. There are some things that need to be canceled, so to speak, um, or people that need to be canceled, so to speak. Like if you do something flagrant, you know, like, you know, we could talk about R. Kelly and stuff. You know, I can understand the canceling of that um, because of, of what he did. But the problem now is people want to cancel you for thoughts that go against mainstream. Um, you can't have you know, your like, own opinion anymore. You can't have your own opinion. Like, you know, what happened with uh, Damon John a couple of weeks ago? I mean, he didn't get canceled, but his reaction to what he did was, you know, because he didn't want to get to canceled. To save himself from being canceled. Canceled. You know, so you have people scared. You know, right now we're at a point where people are scared to speak their mind. Um, and that's a problem because people want to, you know, I mean, in a really real real way, it's, it's more than, you know, my thing is if somebody says something that I don't agree with, okay, we can agree to disagree. They can, they can keep on with their life. I keep on with mine. But now... It's to the point where if people don't agree with you now, you could lose your your uh, your endorsements. You, yeah, your livelihood, endorsements, money, stuff like that, just simply because you express an opinion that people don't agree with. And that, to me, is wrong. You know, and 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 the, and the biggest, you know, it's funny that Republicans complain about cancel culture so much. But they are, you know, they are the ones doing it. So, you know, they, they're doing it. Like if you look right now, what they're doing within their own party, you know, they're canceling. They want to cancel Liz Cheney because she had the audacity to say, hey, no, the election wasn't stolen. You know, they they censured. They were trying to censure all, all the senators and Congress people who also said that uh, the election wasn't stolen. You know, they're the ones trying to cancel their own people right now. And, they're, and they know, wanted they can, to cancel little mama because she said that she wouldn't want to give her five year old or a young child hormones if they just decided at that age that they wanted to be the opposite sex of what they were born. And you're right. Yeah. It's about opinions. And a lot of these groups are culprits of the cancel culture um, where they where you can't speak out or have a difference of opinion because that is now considered anti or hate towards a group when you say either you don't understand it or you don't agree with it. We're not going to agree with everything. And like you said, also, the Republicans are the biggest culprit of cancel culture. They're mm -hmm. talking about the media. They want to cancel the media because the media holds them accountable for their lies. Like mm -hmm. you said, they're, they're infighting in their own party, censuring people who voted to impeach Trump because he did something wrong. They're canceling people in the party because they're not falling in line in the cult of Trump. And so, mm -hmm. yes, cancel culture becomes a problem when it's thing, when the things that people are upset about also. It's like, what, why are you mad about this again? It could be the smallest thing. So, I mean, you're right. 
people should be, you know, held accountable for flagrant things that they say, racist things, companies in particular. Um, I'm not opposed to holding back my dollars for people who do and say things that go against my best interests. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I want to know who these people are. I don't want people. That was the problem with racism not being eradicated, but just being um, covered up. We, we, we were forcing people to be silent, right? So they couldn't say what they really felt and it just built up. And so now it's like this volcano erupting with all mm -hmm. the things they've been feeling for decades. So no, I'm not trying to suppress your racist thoughts. I'm not even trying to suppress your opinions of things because it, especially when it comes to the transgender and the LGBTQ community, it's a lot of times, just like with this whole athletic uh, girl sports, if, if the science is not conclusive to say, because no, I'm not trying to, as a black person, I know how it is to be discriminated against because of who I am. So no, I'm not trying to discriminate, but I just want things to be fair. So if I say that I don't think that transgender girls should play, because the, the problem, the thing is, is that we're not hearing a lot about transgender boys playing in boy sports. We're hearing a lot about the transgender girl um, sport. So why is it a difference? Why is there not a fight for both? Because that means obviously there's some kind of physical difference or home hormonal difference that could make it an advantage for somebody that you say that you're canceled because now you're anti-trans. I don't have a I don't have a problem with the trans community. I just don't I just don't understand it and make me understand it because people are quick to cancel you for your opinion or view without even having a conversation because that's what we need. We're just like we were talking in the other segment about people being around different cultures to be able to understand. We need to be able to have conversations. You don't understand racism exists because you're a white person who never dealt with it, but have a conversation with somebody who goes through it all the time instead of mm -hmm. just denouncing what people believe or see or why and not understanding because maybe someone will understand why people don't see it the way that they see it and still disagree. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it comes down to a whole respect factor. You know, we've lost respect, like true respect, you know, and me, to me, true respect is, you know, I respect the fact that you have the right to do live your life the way you want to live your life. You like to have, have opinions that you, uh, whatever opinions you wish to have. And I have the same right. Now we can respect each other. We may disagree with one another, but we respect the fact that each of us have that right as a human to have those things, to have opinions of our own and to live our life the way that we want to live our life. You know, when you bring up the transgender thing, no, um, you know, I, I have no problem with if people believe, you know, want to be transgendered or that's what they believe that, you know, if they believe they're in the wrong body, I have no problem with that. You know, if you want to be, if people are gay, I have no problem with that. I have no problem mm -hmm. with how another person wants to live their life. As long as you also understand that I have the right to live my life the way that I want to live. And so, you know, when you have that and there's no respect of those things, you have this thing now where people feel like, well, if you don't agree with me, then there's something wrong with you. You know, we have to have, you have to label you a phobia, you know, just because I may not be open to 
uh, dating a transgender woman doesn't mean that I'm anti, you know, I'm transphobic. It means mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Biological women, you know, mm-hmm. so that's just me. But there are men who who have no problem with transgender women. So, you know, and I have no problem with them either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that you know, so that's the that's the thing now, you know, every time you have an independent thought or something that goes against whatever's mainstream. Now you have to have, you know, they attach a phobia to you. You know, you, you're this phobic, you know, but, you know, I've always said, you know, when I, I told one person that that was trying to run that phobic game with me, I was like, well, if you don't eat broccoli, does that make you broccoli phobic? Right. Or does that just mean you just don't like broccoli? You know, and the fact that you're gay and, does, and don't want to date a heterosexual person or don't want to date a woman, does that make you Exactly. against women no exactly no it just you know but that's it it never works in reverse you know with these people that's the thing you know the people that have these causes or whatnot it never works in reverse it only works in their favor and if you're not working in their favor then you're you're you know you're against them or anti them and no i'm not anti anybody i mean that's and the same a form thing. of bullying they're bullying us or people into having to conform to their way of thinking. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole cancel culture thing now is, is really a bullying type thing, you know, Mm -hmm. where you, you know, you, you feel bullied into having, you know, being silent, silence or apologizing because you're, like you said, your livelihood is threatened. It's happening with the athletes too, because it's like, they want them to shut up and dribble or, throw the ball or whatever it is. You have people that are trying to cancel LeBron because of his thoughts uh, or his feelings. You know, the Olympics, the Olympics is saying that you can't protest or wear a black lives matter shirt. So everybody always also wants to talk about freedom of speech. But like you said, unless the speech is something that they agree with, they don't want to allow you that freedom. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really perplexing right now, the state that we're in, uh, because having, like I said, having independent thought is is or critical thinking um, is really being discriminated. I mean, well, it is being discriminated, but it's also just, you know, totally being uh, disencouraged. You know, everybody oh, yeah. wants... You know, and and to me, society would be really boring if everybody thought the same. You know, I, I've always That's what felt makes like, us a great place is that we can have differences and talk about them differences. Or that's what would make this a great place, I should say, yeah. is that if we could sit and talk about our differences without, like you said, being disrespectful, without lying, you know, or the roof is on fire. Like I feel like that's another thing. We take these small things and we make it such a big thing. And it's like in the grand scheme of things, I don't want to be upset about this because right now they're trying to restrict voting or, you know, the incarceration rate for black people are, you know, astronomical. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. I want to be upset about. I don't want to be upset about what LeBron said or what some athletes said or didn't say, because also you can't force people to speak either. They don't want to use their platform. That is their... uh, they're right as Again, well. it, that's what I'm saying. That, 
you know, everybody as a human has the right to do what they want to do um, and think the way that they want to think. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I find it real boring if we're all alike. I think you can learn, I don't, you wouldn't learn anything. You know, I can, I've learned a lot from people who I oppose. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of debates with people who I didn't agree with on a subject. And, you know, we might, at the end of the day, we still might not agree, but I've learned, at least I've learned their point of view. And I might see things a little differently. I might still, you know, well, the problem is that people want to debate without facts. They want to debate their emotions. And I'm, I don't want to sit and debate how you feel, per se, when we're trying to debate on facts. When we're talking about things that are based in fact, I don't want conspiracy theories. I don't want untruths. I don't want emotion. I would argue that people don't want to debate at all. Mm-hmm. They do, you know, that's the thing. That's why all that other stuff comes in, conspiracy theories and emotion and stuff like that, because people don't really we don't we don't have debates anymore. I mean, if you go all the way through politics and stuff, they don't really even have real political debates like you're supposed to. You know, it's all it's each side, even, you know, both sides. It's a lot of my my way or the highway mudslinging, talk shit about each other talk about what you know but there's no real debate sound bites everybody wants to have a sound bite and a, exactly. a got you moment but that's the republicans that's the republicans um one of their faults they they have no argument on policy every time they argue it's a they're trying to take they try they're trying to invade they're trying it's a fear that they that they are promoting nothing on policy and, and you even have <clears throat> excuse me that wing of the Republican Party who is trying to show that they are they're they're not insane saying these same things like we're going to lose because we have no policy. We're not arguing on anything but um, grievances like all they have right now is grievance. They're the grievance party. Yeah, I mean, Democrats can be accused of the same thing at points. I mean, they don't do it as much as Republicans, but there are times where they're not open to uh debate on certain things. Um, I mean, so, I mean, it goes both ways. Of course, Republicans are definitely the biggest offenders. And, you know, and I think that that also leads into, you know, cancel culture to me is just another divide that we have in America. You know, mm-hmm. like America is so fractured that you got to walk on eggshells basically with everything that is is going on. This brings us to the end of another episode of Elevated Minds. We sincerely appreciate you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Elevated Minds. That is E-L-E-V-8-E-D-M-I-N-D-Z. Thank you again for listening. Peace and blessings to you all. And until next week, keep it elevated. To elevate minds. I'm the BQ dub. She's pumped.